There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Michael, was there ever a point where you, you know, when people were growing at different rates, where you were suddenly taller than everybody else? Uh, no, that has yet that has yet to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when you go to a, when you go to a playground, you are taller. Because I think you have the confidence of somebody <laughs> Thanks, who Jenny. may have been like incredible, the tallest boy in the class for a period, and that has stayed with you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. I have a Napoleonic sort of sense of uh, of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and try to work out, are they really worthy of the hype? They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh, and tonight, I'm joined by... The one and only... Am I getting some music to help me out here? I don't know what the music is like. I'm still on my own. Should I just come in? I feel like I should just come in. <laughs> We're joined by the holder of... I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Jeremy, hi. Hi, Hugh. How are you? I'm how good. I'm well. Yeah, I realised just about four seconds ago that I don't know what a wrestling intro sounds like. I was going to base it on darts, which is based on boxing. Sure. But yeah. I don't know. Was that, was that good? It's usually just music, really. Music okay. first. There's not an introduction. No. Well, it's it's kind of once I've been walking towards the the ring, you know. Mm. We're like we're like Jr. and Jerry Lawler. Here, Jr. We could have rung a bell, like didn't the Undertaker? Didn't it go dark and there's a bell maybe when he yeah. comes in? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Jeremy, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Hugh? Well, I'm, actually, I'm exhausted. Got yeah. a new TV today. It is too big for my living room. So, that's an issue for me. Talk us through that now. I mean, does it actually fit? Well, well, no, I'll have to get some sort of plank of wood because on my old TV, the stand was in the middle, but now the stands are on the edges, so they don't actually fit on the stand, so it's just sitting on the floor in my living room. Okay. Slightly bigger than the old TV. It's like 58 inches, though. And, and how so, big was the old TV? 55, so small and, upgrade, and but... So why can't... Talk us through the, the, the three-inch upgrade. What did you feel you weren't getting? <laughs> On 55 it's inches. It's a family podcast. <laughs> no, I... Uh, <laughs> well, the reason was that one of the... It's a very boring reason. One of the uh, HDMI ports stopped working, so I'd have to continue switch it from, like, PlayStation that TV. That is a boring reason. Yeah, um, so okay, but you said you were exhausted, and then you said, I got a new TV. What tired you out? Just that it didn't fit? Uh, the unwrapping, all those bits, all the styrofoam. You know how it is. Nightmare. All those bits, though. You didn't have to put anything together. All the no? bits. No, I did just put the TV together. I just haven't. Uh, it's just on the floor. Now again, Jeremy, I want I want more details. You say you have to put a TV together. Yeah, well, like put the stands into the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Put okay. the batteries into the remote control, Hugh. It's a yeah. tough job. Listen. And the stand. This is the stand that doesn't actually fit. So the bit that you did yeah, put together yeah. doesn't really work. No, like the little the little feet for the TV. 
mm. you know, like the little little bits that make it stand up. But it's on the floor. It's not on the TV stand higher up because it's too wide. So I mean, we're gonna have to get a picture, Jeremy. But but I actually hear the little. Tweet aloud. I hear the pitter patter of little feet. We're doubling up on producers again this week. Hi, Michael and Anya. Hello. Hi. Yeah, we're here. But Jeremy, would you not have just gotten the HDMI cable thing repaired? Nah, that's crazy talk. <laughs> Who would even do that? Some kind of mechanic? Come on. But no, <laughs> no chance. An electrician, I presume. Nah, I'm more of a throw it out, buy a new one kind of guy. <laughs> Save the planet one one appliance at a time. That's how I live my life. Um, Michael, why are you here? <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> asking myself that very question. <laughs> how big's your TV? I I don't know. Um, it's it's I, I don't know. It's it's big enough. I wouldn't want any bigger. True or false? Um, you your child believes that your TV is broken and has been broken for years. That is true. We've <laughs> rather than having a fight over whether or not he's allowed to watch television, we've just always told him that it's broken, so he's never seen it on. <laughs> I I kind of like that approach. I have a friend who um, has a couple of kids, and they're not allowed to watch TV, but or maybe not after a certain time. But what they are allowed to do is sit down in front of the TV and make up their own story for what could be on the TV. Oh, Hugh, they are lame. <laughs> well, it's good for imagination, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I'd be fully outsourcing parenting to the television if I had kids, let me tell you. It's probably for the best. <laughs> well, I mean, at what stage would you throw out the kid and make a new one? <laughs> uh, as soon as they can walk. I don't know, four. Once I've seen every episode of Paw Patrol. So, okay, let's, let's go back. So, first of all, you think children start to walk at four. <laughs> I don't have children. <laughs> or even know that many of them. This is like uh, when I visited Michael and his children. I don't understand what age kids do things at, so I got his six-month-old a compendium of books. Oh, you did. Fun. I mean, yeah. that's a nice present for the long term, though. I think it's nice to give books to small children that they can have. Yeah, it wasn't War and Peace. It was uh, Beatrix Potter, I think, was it? Or that's lovely. Peter... That's a yeah. great present. Oh no, Michael was quick to scoff. Don't you worry. <laughs> Jeremy, I bet you love turning up a load of cash for kids, do you? I bet they love seeing oh, yeah. you coming. I bet it's when big... you say cash for kids, <laughs> is that like cash for gold? <laughs> well, I mean, we should probably get down to the the the, the nuts and bolts. Yeah, hop on the canvas. Yeah, the smackdown of it. What are we talking about? Yeah, we're we're talking about wrestling, uh, and more specifically professional wrestling. So we're not here to talk about uh, Greco-Roman wrestling or Olympic wrestling um, or any sort of a serious. Dare I say real sport? We're here to talk about professional wrestling, uh, which is essentially a form of combat sport with an entertainment element where the matches are pre-decided. So, I mean, as always, we're going to start with a quiz. Michael, do you want to take it away? And I'll bring up up the rear. So question one, I'm going to give you three wrestlers. Two of them are real. One of them is made up. So we have Bonnet, the Ox of the Low Alps. Uh, We have Max Fightmaster. And then we have Seamus O'Shenanigan. And I've just realized that actually only one of these is real. So we have to change the question. That's quite all so right. Which is okay, Michael, those? I'd like a brief description of each of them. So start with Bonnet of the Low Alps. Tell Why do you ask it. Michael that? You know he's going to say, no, one of these is made up. So yeah. it simply won't be possible to give you a definition. And I know that will make for a more entertaining podcast. Why am I so nasal? You're in, a in very nasal. You are a nasally man. It's you you're nice. Look at your nose, Michael. Have you ever seen it? How could you be anything but nasal? Yeah, Is that generally accepted? You're not nasal. It's all in your throat. You're a throaty guy. Oh, a gosh. throaty guy. That's very much. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Michael, tell us about Bonnet of the Low Alps. Yeah, Bonnet, the Ox of the Low Alps, uh, was a, a, a French strongman. Uh, who oh, uh, was basically one of the earliest uh, wrestlers uh, in the early 1800s, and he used to travel around uh, fairs, throwing people around. Um, so that's who Bonnet is. Mm. I think you've very much gone against Sonia's definition of what we were talking about in terms of wrestling, but please go yeah. on with the examples. Yeah. Uh, then uh, what was it? Max Fightmaster uh, was a heel. Uh, which I think is the term mm. for a a a a, a, a villain a yeah. wrestler you're supposed to not like, right? A villain. Yeah. Um, from uh, from the the 1960s, and then Seamus O'Shanigan is an Irish brawler from the mid 1990s. 
So which of those is real? Bonnet? The Ox of the Low Alps? You didn't really tell us anything about them at all. You just told us the era yeah. in which they lived. Yeah, you just said their name again. Go on, tell us about some of their signature moves. Um, Seamus O'Shannigan, so he, so shenanigans, so he must be still on the go. Well, there's Seamus. Is that Seamus, the, the red-haired guy who was around? No, you yeah, see, he, thinking maybe he was 10 years ago, though. They, he came in, like, yeah, 2000. His, his signature move is called the Paddy Whack, which is where he, I don't know what he does, I think he kind of, Make some kind of symbol and then flaps you in the head. There was a guy, there's a guy, Seamus, a real big pale fella with red hair who, like. Yeah, his move is the Irish brogue, Hugh. The Irish brogue. Yeah, it's a heel kick. He became, he became like the biggest WWE, I think he signed like the biggest WWE contract about 10 years ago. Like he was huge. Yeah, he's massive. He used to be Westlife's bouncer. No way. Yeah. Or like one of them. Michael didn't give us any... He gave us the most details for the, the Bonnet. The Bonnet, the Ox of the Low Alps. But that might just be because he wrote a little backstory for Bonnet. Yeah. I've been towards Max Fight Master. Fight Man. I would Master. like to think that Michael, if he was coming up with a name, would come up with a better name. Yeah, I agree. Although, wait, only one of them is real, right? So That's two true. Of them are fake. That's true. Only one of them is real. Um, is it? Can anyone remember? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. What do we say? Max Fightmaster is is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. We'll go too. for that. It's the worst of the names, so it's the least adventurous. So Max Fightmaster is a real person, but he's not a wrestler. Actually, Bonnet the Ox of the Low Alps is the real wrestler here, uh, and Seamus O'Shenanigan. So we should have just we should have trusted the fact that the only one Michael had details on was the one that was real. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But Max Fightmaster, just a little bit of detail on him. Um, he uh, won Cracked Magazine's uh, search anyway, for the man with the manliest doesn't... name. He's actually in the US military, so his full title is Staff Sergeant Max Fightmaster. That's a real person out there with a real name. It's incredible. Anya, question two. So, uh, same uh, vein of questioning. Uh, three wrestling moves. In this case, two of them are real and one of them is made up. So, sweet chin music. <laughs> the coleslaw potluck kick punch. punch. Or the cross-faced chicken wing. Mm, very on, yeah. <laughs> the first one is a move. Shawn Michaels does it. It's called Sweet Chin Music. It's a finishing move. So that one is definitely real. Okay. And then the next one is the cross-faced chicken wing. And what's that like? What happens in that move, Anya? Uh, that's when you're held down and your arms are pinned back behind your back. Right. Okay. And then we have the coleslaw potluck kick punch. And that's when you're kicked in the face and then punched in the stomach. Well, that's a fun one. Not much of a finisher, though, yeah. Why have we got coleslaw in there? I think it's because of your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what about your stomach is coleslaw? I will, I will say, well, that's where coleslaw goes, Jeremy. It goes in your stomach. I will say, Anya looked very earnest as she said that. Um, Sorry? But she must have. You looked very earnest as you said that. I think it's because of your stomach. Um, well, I think it is because the cross-faced chicken wing... Is because they're like wings, I think. Yeah. Your your hands yeah. are behind your back like wings. Yeah. And the coleslaw mm. potluck kick punch. I presume the kick punch is right about your face, but you're getting a, a punch. No, I think kick punch is because it's kicking and punching. <laughs> and <laughs> the coleslaw is yet. Yeah, if you've eaten coleslaw, that's the best place to to try and yeah. punch it out of you. I mean, we're saying the coleslaw is made up, Jeremy, right? Yes, agrees. Chicken yeah, is definitely true. Yeah, uh, sweet chin music and the cross face chicken wing are real. The coleslaw <laughs> potluck kick punch. I mean, I don't even know how that would work being kicked in the face and punched in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's not the, the coleslaw is the unrealistic bit. <laughs> the kicking and punching are par for the course. Why did you pick coleslaw on you? Did you have some for lunch? <laughs> I, I was trying to think of like American things. They love things like a slaw or like. <laughs> I was gonna call it like the Chipotle something. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe one of the Mexican wrestlers could have done that. Is that racist? Maybe cut that bit out. My my other <laughs> my my other fake one was gonna be the Mexican Halloween, which is a callback. Have any of you oh. seen Community? No. No. That's it. But do Mexicans celebrate Halloween? Maybe cut that bit out as well. You know what? All my Mexican talk. <laughs> if you'd gone slow, you might have got away with it. But the the yeah. slow what was it? Yeah. The, the, the slow, slow kick pot, punch. No, the slow potluck kick, kick punch. Potluck as well. You were. You you had your fingers in a lot of pies there, Anya, is what I'd say. I also just love coleslaw. And, you know... Yeah. So. Okay, question three. True or false? I'm going to give you three facts. Two of them are true, and one of them is false. So tell me which is the false one. Um, for Fact one. Andre the Giant. Can I just say, Michael, you have... You are now the first person in the world to have succeeded in making a true or false question <laughs> confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it took me quite a while to figure out what was going on there. 
<laughs> I wasn't even listening, yeah. Two, two true, one false. Two true, one false. false. So probably one true, two false, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, surprise, guys! They're all false! Fact, fact one. Andre the Giant was friends with Irish writer Brendan Behan. Mm. Uh, fact two. Abraham Lincoln is in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, at fact three, The Undertaker was originally supposed to be called The Eggman. I listened to a long interview. Mark Maron had The Undertaker on a while ago. Oh, no, maybe it was Bill Simmons. Um, and I didn't hear anything about that, but then maybe he doesn't publicise that. Maybe he was a big Beatles fan. Abraham Lincoln was a very big man. Like long tall, arms, you know, tall. Was he not very weedy, though? Well, probably like every other man that time. Did you ever go up against him, though? And I'm presuming he wasn't doing WWE-style wrestling, that he would have been doing your more classical wrestling. Um, Although... And he probably bait you. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, What was the first one? Andre the Giant was friends with Brendan Bean. Brendan Bean. It's got a real smack of Michael about it, doesn't it? (laughs) Just... (laughs) We think think, um, Lincoln's... I think Lincoln's a wrestler, yeah. yeah. I think Lincoln's a wrestler. It's the Eggman. It's so far removed from what he was. It just seems... All right, we say that's false, Jeremy. Yeah, I'll follow you on the that. Eggman's false. The Eggman's false. So the Undertaker was originally supposed to be called the Eggman uh, <sighs> as as a reference to the Beatles song. So Hugh, can you give us give us that lyric? What is it? I am the Eggman. Ooh! Abraham Lincoln is in the National mm. Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, apparently, he took part in hundreds of matches, and <laughs> there was a, a this is before he was president, obviously. I think, um, and there's a record of him taunting his opponent so basically they show up to a to a town uh, and he taunt his opponent uh, and on, he's on record as saying i'm the big buck of this lick if any of you want to try come on and wet your horns so <laughs> dirty old abe lincoln <laughs> sorry is this abraham lincoln or cardi that's, cardi b that's, that's cardi a... b <laughs> <laughs> so so andre the giant was not friends with brendan behan but andre the giant was friends with playwright Samuel Beckett, interestingly. So when Andre the Giant was growing up in rural France, uh, on his way to school, the only the only uh, house nearby with a car was uh, was Samuel Beckett, and he used to drop. So Andre he had to the... pick up the car. <laughs> I'd have rather walk to school in my bare feet. But apparently, he used to give give Andre the Giant a lift to school. How crazy is that? How big was his car? <laughs> <laughs> in that day and age, there's no way he fit in any car. He's enormous. Well, he was a Maybe child. Maybe he had, like, he cut out the... Ro- oh, he was a child. Okay, it wasn't, like, a cut-out-the-roof yeah. cut job, out the like, roof. cartoon style. <laughs> like, where he kind of, like, fit only, like, shoulders above the air. And, and every, like, every day Samuel Beckett takes his car to be repaired, and every day Andre the Giant rips the door off. I like the idea of adult Andre the Giant being given a lift somewhere, and you have to open both windows so he can put his hands out. <laughs> and the sunroof. Yeah. yeah, and people high-five him going by. And is it a Flintstone car? Is he running? A, do you pick it up? Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. Hmm. <laughs> So there you go. That's our quiz. Did, I didn't didn't keep Turns score. Out we don't know much about wrestling. Yeah, I think I think that's three out of three. Right? Three. Out of, yeah, I can't I can't remember. Anyway, wrestling. Let's get into it. pros and cons. Well, actually, before we do that, guys, what's our what's our what's our experience with wrestling? I have to say, I've watched almost none. I know almost nothing about wrestling. So that surprises me, Michael. You strike me as someone who would have watched wrestling growing up. Why didn't you? Or was the TV always broken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder where I got that trick from. Yeah, I just just never really got into it. I know I know when I was very young, I was definitely aware of Hulk Hogan in particular. Oh, like yeah. that was a that was a thing. But no, the whole kind of uh, uh, like all the naughties of wrestling that just passed me right by. Uh, mm. Never got back into it. Yeah, right. Well, I um I absolutely loved it from the key era of I'd say like ninety eight to like two thousand and three. So, yeah, key era. Basically when the uh, Attitude Era, as they called it, yeah, came in and then left. So the Attitude Era is when they tried to make them uh, less like weird characters and more like just athletes. Which I was against because the characters are what was key about it. But I absolutely loved it. Hugh, uh, your experience of wrestling? Never watched it. Never watched it. So we never had... uh, What the hell are we doing here? Don't know when we got Sky One. Well, that's a good question. I sent several messages saying, "Guys, I really don't know if I need to be on this episode," <laughs> um, but here I am. Um, well, I don't, we got must have got Sky One, maybe when I was about twelve. But 
didn't have Sky Sports. And yeah, no, so I, I never watched it. And then when I was older, though, and like doing nothing, sitting at home in college and scrolling through the various sports channels, probably came across a bit of wrestling and watched uh, very small amounts of it. But uh, yeah, don't know anything about it. Didn't, didn't you and Michael watch Hell in the Cell? Yeah, Hugh and I used to have, a, I would say, a near annual tradition mm. of watching, was it the 1996 Hell in a Cell? 98, I think, was it? Maybe, okay, okay. Do you want to tell the listeners what Hell in a Cell is? Yeah, I rewatched it again last night. So it's a, it's a I guess it's, it's a, Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, but Hell in a Cell is a way of, of settling sort of feuds and uh, settling scores within... Within uh, within the WWF as it then yeah. was, it was and, like a main event kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, put put two wrestlers in a ring, and then there is a a suspended uh, sort of wire cage is lowered down yeah. over the ring, and they just go at it. Um. So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a blockbuster event, but the particular one, the nineteen ninety what did eight was it, I Q? think nineteen ninety eight, um, which was Mankind versus the Undertaker is. Yeah. We we talked about it before. We'll put the link link in. It's crazy. Uh, it's it, crazy. It's it's insane. It could because because uh, you know, it was a dramatic match, but there's a particular move that went wrong, and uh, basically the Undertaker smashes mankind through the roof of the cell. He falls. I think it's twenty five feet onto his back. It's it's incredible. The and Undertaker did. I like. I when I heard him interviewed, he did say he thought your man was dead. Thought mankind was dead, and also when he got up, he wasn't dead, but his tooth, one of his teeth, was coming out his nose. It had gone <laughs> up through his mouth and out one of his nostrils. Tweet that picture out as the uh, as the main promoting point of this particular pod. Is it funny that Undertaker is meant to be a menacing, cool name, whereas in Ireland, an Undertaker was like a quiet man in a in a suit. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh my God, it's a lovely woman there. Fair play to yeah. Am I right thinking that the Undertaker has a sidekick who has a, an amusing name? Is that right? Yes, his sidekick was Paul Bearer, who was his father. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The Undertaker amazing. had a lot going on. So the Undertaker, uh, well, first of all, I also saw a, a pod, an interview with him, and he said some really interesting stuff. He was like, they kind of created this character, and he said that, but he basically had to really live it. So whenever he went on holidays and stuff, he would be wearing, like, black leather. He was like, because <laughs> I was the Undertaker. He was like, it just wouldn't work if I was in, like, Miami airport with a Hawaiian shirt. So he wore, like, black all the time. He just lived it. Yeah. Oh, he's so insane. What a champ. What a chance. He then had a brother as well who got involved in the late 90s called Kane. And Kane was his brother who. Uh... Kane was in a fire as a child. That was his origin Kane, story, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so Kane basically had to wear a mask, which absolute nightmare for that guy that every time he wrestled, he had to put on like a plastic mask. Mm. He must have sweat like crazy. But yeah, now they, they, years later, they unmasked Kane. So initially they did have some sort of like little burn marks, but then they realized there's no need for that. We'll just, we'll just let this guy regularly wrestle without a mask. So I was really scared of Kane. You know? Yeah, he was scary. He was he really was. scary, and yeah. he'd go to the middle of the ring and just raise his arms. And when he pushed them down, all four of the ring corners went on fire. Wow. Yeah. So cool. Onya, so can cool. we get your background yeah. in wrestling? So I think like a lot of people with siblings who are close in age to them, you, you know, when screen time is at a premium... Uh, on our one small TV. You kind of watched whatever was on mm. just to watch TV. So I've watched a lot of wrestling. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I think I know a strange amount about it from watching who, it. Who was, who was your favorite wrestler on you? Um, you love? I loved <laughs> Rikishi and uh, <laughs> Scotty Too Cool and Scotty Too Hotty and Too Cool. So, so Scotty's body was in Too Cool with Grandmaster too, Sexy. Oh, I, Grandmaster Sex. No, it was Grandmaster Sex A, Jeremy. Sex, sex A, a but, Sex A. You know what? My apologies. You're absolutely right. Grandmaster Sex A, Rikishi, and Scotty's body were too cool. Yeah, and they did their little dance. They did. Yeah, they which, did. The, which was the genesis of the worm, which you know, all know and love. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's what. Rikishi, uh, Rikishi's finishing move was when. He sat on uh, them. He would just. Worse than that, even still. He would just like lay them down uh, kind of as so they're sitting up at the corner flag and just like rub his ass in their face <laughs> and he was a so was he was like, a, he yeah, was a smothering maneuver he was it's a large effective. man he was a very large man <laughs> yeah he was yeah. a large man yeah. but I, I I loved them brought a bit of fun I didn't like the scarier guys uh, sure, and I was sure. very engrossed in Jeremy you probably remember the drama about Vince McMahon and Stephanie and Triple H yes yeah the love I was going to say the love triangle but it wasn't really love dad <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I at the time I didn't really understand that it was it was it wasn't real. So that's yeah. what I, that that's my first question, and you know, as someone who has been aware of wrestling but really only kind of started reading about it in the last couple of days, 
found it very difficult to work out what is and what isn't real. Um, and, and that's sort of exemplified by the character of Vince McMahon because he is a personality in the show and says and does things and is the acting CEO of WWE. But he, he is also the CEO of the company, right? He's also shredded as shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, what if his life is real and what is not? Or, or is he just one-dimensional? Is this, like, are, are we, is, is, is this the real person? Sorry, what's your question? Is Vince McMahon real is my question. I I know what he means, right? So, so you know the way Vince McMahon's daughter, Stephanie, is married to Triple H. Okay. But they're married in real life. But I know what you mean because that was played out as basically a pantomime on TV. It was, yeah. So, like, Jeremy, what I'm asking is, like, is that a showbiz marriage or are they like are they no they're they're married with three kids are they air frying up nuggets of a tuesday i think i absolutely the first thing i find really charming is that you say the like the irish way you would say his name as opposed to like triple h it's kind of the way they would say like like, triple h it's like vince mcmahon (laughs) (laughs) but they did yeah so i think stephanie his daughter actually triple h h was going out with a different wrestler called china who was um very large female wrestler but she was like just huge but then uh yeah after that i think there was a storyline where he was supposed to get with stephanie and they did and then in real life they ended up yeah married with, with his kid's name so he's kind of part of that empire the very very rich republican wrestling empire of money but but vince mcmahon has the stories he is the, he creates the characters he's the one that like you should do this and you should do this but, but they're big trump fans aren't they so yeah, they are yeah, yeah, yeah there's sort of a dark side to the whole thing right i think linda who was the mother who also got involved in some of the storylines family affair yeah she i think tried to run as a senator or something yeah, in she did. Uh, she massachusetts did. i don't know if she got in yeah she but, was a, uh, she was and she was somehow involved in trump's administration yeah which trump was involved in the wrestling world for a while yeah i think he wrestled rikishi no he didn't did he? <laughs> this is where this is why i'm finding it so difficult to work out where where uh you know the fiction ends and, and the reality begins because it all does seem to sort of blend into one as you say, like well, no, he, only... has a, he has a real life outside of wrestling. He's just the CEO of a company and writes a story. Yeah, but like Steve Jobs, that was Jet, so that's a bad example. Uh, you know, I, I, it's like if you're, say, if you run like a massive movie production company, you don't tend to then like star in the movies yes. yourself. Do yes. you know what I mean? Like yes. you, it's, it's, it is. Thank you. Yes. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I, I just can't read. Are they playing characters of themselves? Is it a dramatized oh. version of themselves? Oh, is that what you mean? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. What did you think he meant, Jeremy? <laughs> I don't know what he meant. Do you think that he gets like, like unplugged at the end of the I day? Know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when he's not on TV, is he still been like, wrestle this guy later tonight? <laughs> no. Vince stands for shame. vacuous intelligence node centered entertainer. Entertainer. Executive. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So no, he write all the storylines, but Shane got involved as well. And there were storylines where Shane was going to be cut away from the family and all this. But no, it was just for character, character purpose. Because you have to have a good guy, you have to have a bad guy, and Vince was always a bad guy, you know. Vince okay. was a heel. In fact, but there was only ever like five or six wrestlers who were never the heel. So who were the goodies? Who were the who were the goodies? Well, the problem is that they were all bad at one point, except um, they found it very hard to make The Rock unpopular. Because no matter what he did, if he'd win matches by cheating or if he'd team up with Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon became popular because everyone just loved The Rock. Whereas they made Stone Cold Steve Austin unpopular by like cheating and people did turn against him and boo him. But The Rock was just an anomaly. He was too popular to make unpopular. So it couldn't make him the bad guy. He was so loved. What, like, what, that, like reading through it, what, what it seems to be is that like you have Vince McMahon and his family basically playing versions of themselves, this like role-play game that is incredibly public. And then what they do is hire other very muscly men and women to come in and also act out this game with them. Is that is that basically what wrestling is? Yeah, and the wrestling itself. Right. So is wrestling nothing without Vince McMahon? <laughs> well, I presume I mean, every, that... everything needs a showrunner, Michael, you know? Yeah, but he's just, he's a big deal. Do you see yourself as the Vince McMahon of legitimate likes? I definitely do. Well, I'm certainly shredded like lettuce, so, um, you know. Exactly like lettuce, Michael. 
identical to lettuce. Limp and a bit green around the edges. The lettuce that's at the bottom of the bag. Slugs <laughs> crawling stuff. up and down. <laughs> yeah. It's bad because the wrestling, the wrestling matches themselves were kind of secondary to the story. You were yeah. more invested in the characters and what was going on and who was winning and who was cheating. And but this is one thing, all right, belts. Jeremy, that, that Michael and I used to find, I think, and possibly when we went looking for Hound in the Cell, was that, you know, you'd say, okay, like, you watch a wrestling match, but then, like, <laughs> you start watching it, but... It, it then develops into almost a courtroom argument between them where like someone it's, will grab the mic and they'll be like, I signed a contract to fight three matches under certain <laughs> rules. However, in the second clause of that contract, there was a writer saying that I would not have to do this unless certain conditions were met. And the crowd are like, yeah. That's so crazy! Conditions were not met! <laughs> Wrestling, you know? And also, I'm dating your daughter, and she's here tonight. There seemed to be a lot of admin, which there again, was. Is why there I was. Feel Michael there, there's it. a. Was the event to me? But you actually signed the counter contract, which means you <laughs> wrestle tonight against four different men. Good luck. And he dropped the mic, and everyone's like, "What?" The plot lines are so heavy on administration, and like looking through it, right? So, so there are in addition to the McMahon family, and then the wrestling characters, who are, are most of them are kind of you know, faintly ridiculous characters, right? Disagree, do, go on. Do, 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 there's a number of, 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 of on-air personalities, right? I'm going to give you some of them. There's the general manager, there's the chief of yeah. staff, there's the interim general manager, there's the executive administrator, and the managing supervisor. There was actually... No, hold on, Michael. These people didn't get him. Like, who were... Uh, the, the general manager was, like, Paul Bischoff or whatever. Most yes. of these guys weren't... Yeah, they weren't characters in the same way. Well, do you know what uh, Triple H's current current title is? Like, right now? Yeah, well, I mean, like, he, I don't, yeah, he's probably like, I don't know, he's, what is he? He's yeah. chief operating officer. <laughs> that's, his on, that's his on-air personality. He's uh, flat out yeah, in the C-suite. He's going to yeah. operate on your face but, if you're not careful. But from, from 2010 to 2014, there was actually a, a storyline whereby the general manager position was taken over by an anonymous figure who none of the wrestlers know. Um, and he would send emails which are to be read out at the start of each show. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's and a bit like the uh, banker in Dealer No Deal. Yeah, exactly, exactly like that. Um, Chris Jericho, who I think you're a fan of, right, Jeremy? my fave, um, loves him. He quit because of that, and when he quit, he vowed, and I, I'm quoting Chris Jericho here, I will track you down and expose your identity to the entire world. Um, the website that I read that off then said that Jericho's quest was cut short after he was kicked in the skull by Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, some of their storylines were incredible. Like, there was one storyline where somebody ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin. So they actually cut to the parking lot where the cameras are, and he was like walking home from, a, from an event and simply in a car ran him over and then eight months later there was the big reveal of who it was and for some reason it was Rikishi and the reason he gave was he wanted to do it for The Rock so that The Rock would be more popular but this was a big this was a whodunit and the other thing I have you know how like you have the the, the, the commentators by the side of the ring who are commenting but I gather that every now and then like they'll be brought into it like someone will smash something on the table or maybe one of them might get attacked so does that mean, like, are they deep cover? Like, are they introduced as commentators and then maybe a year later it turns out they're clearly wrestlers too because they Well, have... one of them was a wrestler. So the assistant commentator, the co-commentator, Jerry Lawler, was a wrestler. He's called Jerry the King Lawler, and he did wrestle. And then on SmackDown, they had a wrestler called Taz, who also uh, just did co-commentary but was an active wrestler. But the main guy was this kind of um, wordsmith called Jim Ross, and he'd be like, the cerebral assassin! He was just so dramatic. He's like, oh my god, that man has a family! That man has a family! <laughs> so dramatic. He's like, you sick son of a bitch! He just, like, he just shouted things. But uh, he really got the point across that these guys were sadistic freaks as they stomped heads into canvases and stuff. The thing that really, you know, we obviously the, the moves are, are, so say you're going to do the, the you're going to give the, the, what's what's the Undertaker's move, Jeremy? The tombstone. The tombstone, right? So when you yeah. watch that play out, it's like it's almost like watching someone do ballet. Like it's like they're doing a move, and like yeah, every, every, the, both of them are doing the same thing. But it just used to really frustrate me. It was like watching something fall in slow motion. Like it's it's actually a very slow moving. So, sport. so that's that's my that's one of my 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 other favorite things about wrestling is the sort of fumbling that they do to assist each other when yeah. they're being attacked yeah. they're like they're like waiting to get the hit the sort of uh, and then they get but it in I the face I think that's I quite it. a weird balance because I think they obviously sometimes it obviously looks incredibly fake because as you say you can see that he, but at the same time like they commit such 
yeah, and, yeah, like yeah. awful acts of violence. I understand. Like I heard, yeah. it's the whole thing about you know coming back to it being fake. And I heard CM Punk interviewed um, years ago, but he was saying, you know, he was asked, "How do you feel when people say it's fake?" And he was like, "No, it's not fake. It's choreographed." Is like there's mm. a difference. And again, it goes back to the the ballet style yeah. thing. He's like, yeah. "We are, yeah, yeah we know what we're falling. going to do, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's not horrifically painful." He's like, "I've been injured my entire career. You know, I've had so many bro- broken basically every yeah. every bone." And like, it's like they are unbelievable athletes. It's just that yeah, they they plan out how they're going to really get hurt. Yeah. I guess. But you know, like in a movie, right? You get like punched in the face. And they're like, back to, immediately, they punch back. But I'm like, I feel if I was punched in the face, I'd be like, ah, that's so sore. You'd be woozy. Smart. You wouldn't be like, you wouldn't be like, gah, here we go, back again. You'd be like, no, I'd be like, ah, mother, that's so painful. You know? Jeremy, what's the thing called where they run into the ropes and then run back into the other ropes and then back into the other ropes and then jump on the person? What's that called? Well, there was one, there was, there was a, the rock, the rock did like the people's elbow. Is that what you're referring to? There was one specific move. But there was a lot of building yourself up by running back and forth. Yeah. Well, the other person politely just waited yeah. on the, yeah. the mat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'd like duck and counter into it, you see. It's, it is all like very, yeah, balletic in many ways, yeah. I mean, the people's elbow. Like that's, like for a big man, that sounds like a real schoolyard bully move. It was pretty rubbish. It was pretty rubbish, absolutely, to be honest. Yeah. But they do sometimes a very good, like sometimes when they match up like little guys against big guys, they do have to kind of manage the choreography very well. Like if the big show, who was just this huge mm. behemoth of the matter, Brock Lesnar, who was like a, and is like a heavyweight mixed martial artist, went in and did wrestling. And uh, if they fight like just little guys, like little athletic guys like Jeff Hardy or Ray Mysterio or these or Michael. guys. Yeah, they have to figure out how to just make the little guy be able to get a few hits in. And it's all based on speed or just like tomfoolery where they'll like get in behind them and like pull their pants down or something. Well, that's another that's another pro. It is whatever you say about it, like physically, it's exceptionally impressive. Like some of the moves that they're able to pull off, the the, the, the pain that they're taking. Like oh, pulling yeah. their pants down. <laughs> <laughs> See, there is also they have like they have like things called hardcore matches, which are actually genuinely crazy now some of the stuff is fake so if you throw someone through a table they'd be like not plastic but kind of cardboard they, they wouldn't be particularly hard but some of the stuff was genuinely real and your man who plays mankind is a guy called mick foley yeah. who i would say is genuinely psychotic like the stuff he would do he has genuinely been slammed head first into like thumbtacks and stuff and i know yeah. uh, triple h used to carry a little sharpener blade like like kind of like the inside of a pencil pair in his uh kind of uh, his, like, <laughs> sweatband, <laughs> the tennis player would call it. And basically, as he went to the ground, he'd take it out and just cut, oh. cut his forehead open. So he would be just bleeding like crazy. But it was real blood. It was a real impact of, like, him just cutting himself. And talk, so, to, me, talk to me about a Royal Rumble now, Jeremy. What, what, what are we going on in a Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble. 30 men enter, one man leaves. Or wins, doesn't really leave. So Royal Rumble is, yeah, we're 30... 30 people will compete. There will be women as well in it. And they each go in one at a time and you're eliminated when you're thrown over the ropes and both your feet hit the floor. So how many people are in it at the start? Just one. So okay. they wait about 10 seconds. Someone else comes in. Then every minute and a half, a new person will come in. So you could potentially have 15, 16 at the same time. Carnage. But uh, great entertainment. Great entertainment. There was a big controversy in 2001 when the... The Rock was deemed to have won, but then it was deemed both of his feet touched the floor, so the Big Show actually won. Doesn't sound fun, but uh, it was a very... Uh... Again, very administrative, you know? So, so, without thinking too much, Hugh, what would your wrestler name be if you had to be a wrestler tomorrow? Oh, God. Um, just during this podcast, the listeners will want to know, I discovered that I have a tick in my thigh. Um, <coughs> so a I've tick just, in oh, me thigh? I've just put a big <laughs> chunk of Vaseline on it, so maybe I could be called the Smotherer. <laughs> Oh, or the yeah, lubricant. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. Greasy thighs. <laughs> could you not just call you greasy thighs? What about what about uh, what about thighs. petroleum heli? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what's your finisher? Uh, I just cover them in vaseline <laughs> and run away. <laughs> yeah. No, Get the vaseline. Wait for them to die. <laughs> if you were going to suit up, Jeremy, and, and and get into the into the ring. What would your persona be? See, see, embarrassingly, I actually, I had a full persona because obviously I was 11 and <laughs> I was wrestling. Oh, wow. So I had okay. a name, right? I was going to be called all. Apollo, right? Apollo, like the sun god. Yeah. And his finishing move was the, uh, the sunset slam. <laughs> yeah. And. 
And what was the sunset slam? It was like it was like you kicked them in the gut, and then you you kind of you turn around, and as you turn around, you <laughs> heads, and then you just kind of fall as they fell. Oh, and a couple of mattresses. I'll show you. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, can you record that and we can put that on the Instagram? I, I need like some sort of dubby or something. Yeah, I'll ask somebody. I think you have one right there, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't. Also, 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 also. Sorry, I actually had I had uh, entrance music that I came out to, which is a real song. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> no, it's not actually that bad a song, but I feel like in the context it's gonna seem bad. But it was um, fives. Everybody get up. <laughs> There are references in that song to wrestlers. He talks about uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker Stone Cold Town. Oh you no, know. it's it's better get together, put your hands in the air. You know, you've Stick made you've made a choice. Hit them low, hit them high. Yeah, I'm the bad boy that you invite for dinner. Ain't got no manners because I eat with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a radical song. Michael, oh. what's your uh, what would your uh, persona be? Your name? Me, I think I would be <laughs> okay. I'd be I'd be I'd be the compromiser. Um, I, uh, I, w- I won't win I'm not going to win many fights but I'll, I'll win the respect of all I think and uh, I guess my uh, I guess my finishing move would be uh, like a, like a well considered agreement that's acceptable to all parties right Michael you wouldn't suit the general dynamic any yeah. music that you'd like to walk into uh, it's probably something classical I think <laughs> the compromiser you know nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing to get the blood, blood boiling or the music that you hear in a spa just like Tibetan singing bowls yeah, some Enya. Some Enya. Enya would be good. Yeah. Enya would be yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Do you know, in general, Enya would be good. That's just, just good music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, go flow. Each oh. and every one a banger. Yeah, oh, sail no away. Dish. Sail yeah. away. Absolutely. Yeah. Anya, what about you? Uh, I think I would have to be the producer. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And my, my finishing move, um, I think the chair to the head. Yeah. <laughs> It's a cl- yeah. it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, I mean, it is it is technically a cheating move, but uh, you know, unless yeah, you, but that's the way the producer rolls, Jeremy. Okay, yeah. so Jeremy, yeah. tell, tell me yeah. that. So, what is against the rules about that? Like, why is why is it? Well, it depends. Hit? If it's just a regular match, it's just about wrestling. It's just about pinning to three. It's a it's a hardcore match. Anything goes. But a lot of the way they make someone a heel or they make someone a bad guy is to cheat. It's the easiest way to make an American audience turn against somebody. Mm. So when the referee's back is turned because they've been hit, you can get a chair from under the ring and you smash it over your opponent or whatever. So would the refs often be hit, yeah? Oh, regularly, yeah. Yeah, it was a large, it was a large part of the drama was to make sure the ref was out for the count and then maybe a, then if, if the ref was out for the count and somebody was pinned, they'd have to get a second ref to come in and make sure he did the count to make sure the, the result that wasn't supposed to happen happened, you know? It was all part of it, yeah. Mm. But the refs played a key role. And there was a famous ref called Earl Hebner, I think. Not to be confused with Hugh Hefner. But, uh, was he Hugh like the most Hefner ever involved in, in any of the wrestling stuff? Yeah, it feels know. like he's, he's in that world, isn't he? Yeah. A lot, of, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the 90s sort of women certainly like turned to like Playboy and stuff. But actually, as they went on, they became a lot more progressive and the female wrestlers were wrestlers. And it became like a part of it, you know, like the Irish, the Irish girl who went in and did really, really well. Um, Becky Lynch, I don't know what her actual name is, but she went over and like made a real success of it. Just some Irish girl from Limerick who uh, like won the title or whatever. But, so actually, yeah, just, just speaking of uh, women, have any of you seen Glow? No, I believe it's great. Yeah, because you're a Mark Maron fan. Yeah, and I'm he's a big obviously, Mark Maron fan, He's yeah. obviously in it. Uh, but that's What's a really Glow interesting... about, on you? Uh, Glow is about gorgeous ladies of wrestling. West, wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, yeah. And it's about professional wrestlers in Los Angeles in the 80s. Uh, okay. But it's a great insight into how the heel has developed the face, the, um, the storylines. And obviously in the 80s, things were a lot less... I was going to say a lot less politically correct. Things were a lot more racist and sexist. So they, they were... A lot of the characters would have been like basically very derivative stereotypes stereotypes yeah but it does but the other thing is there's kind of a thin line was we were talking about playboy between are they meant to be uh beautiful or are they meant to be fighters yeah yeah and that it's 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 very sexualized for women in a way that it wasn't for the guys weren't going to be posing in the nick but you still run into that in women's sport i mean Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But say, say, but wrestling because I mean they're called the divas, aren't they, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. yeah although I don't know if they still are. There certainly was a time where it was very much like they were sex symbols. But they did. A lot of them did then become wrestlers and kind of were made more 
like less like just objects or ex's wife or girlfriend or interest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, like they were athletes. They were like able. Oh to no, for for sure. But just that there was kind of a um, like they were women in bikinis. Like do you know what I mean? They, yeah. Like, and they they did, they weren't coming out with old socks on their hands, a la McFoley, you know. But sorry, one of the things in Glow is they're obsessed with uh, America winning. So it's America v. Russia, America v. immigrants, America v. somebody who's on welfare. Like, and, uh, 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 so the, the face in Glow is this kind of uh, Wonder Woman type character. And they're just obsessed with her beating the Russians, beating the Mexicans or whatever. So and it's, it's... in WWE, were there lots of like... A Ru- was there like a Russian wrestler, like a Soviet wrestler, and there, like there, what, uh, there was the Iron, there was the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik, he was from yeah. Iran. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he would just come in with an Iranian flag, and Americans would boo him. But do you think the world? I mean, I, I know it's still on, but I, I don't think it's as popular as it was kind of in its in its heyday. Uh, do you think the world has got kind of too sophisticated for it, like that we people aren't just willing to suspend their disbelief anymore? Yeah, maybe. Although yeah. people still watch soaps, don't they? I don't know. Yeah, but you know a soap is, you know, I, I think that was trying to, it was asking so much of people to, to invest in the storylines, knowing that they're not real. Do you guys think that there was genuinely people in the audience who went, I mean, adults, who fully believed yes. it was real? Yes. Do you? Jeremy, Trump was president. Like, I mean, I just think, <laughs> like, you, when you, I, I was only thinking about it earlier, because you remember, like, at the sides when you're watching a WWF match, it was full of, like, they can't, they, they were people who paid to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. they weren't, so. So the tickets for matches today range from $50 to $2,000. But, I mean, you can, you can bet on wrestling. You can bet on <laughs> WWE. That is the stupidest that, thing. Yeah, that seems crazy. You know? But I suppose it's, cl- they're closely guarded secrets, you know? I mean, you can bet on... Like, you can bet on what colour tie the Prime Minister will make or will wear during a speech, and I guess he and you can bet that. on who, You can bet on who the murderer is in Coronation Street. On a, yeah, so I suppose it's a yeah. weirder than that. Um, so, so, I think we're moving to final judgment. No, we? I was trying to do a pun. No. Yeah, do it, do it. Like, it's time to, time to, to tap out. Oh, oh, that's very good. Very good. <laughs> it was going to be better when I said it off the cuff. Well anyway. done. Well done. Put you guys into submission. So, Jeremy, you've been on for The Godfather, on for wrestling. I think that makes you our arts mm. correspondent. Let's go to you first. Arts. Wrestling, yeah, legitimate yeah. like or not? High arts. So, interestingly, obviously, wrestling is spanning a large, long generation of time, right? Years and years and years. And the period I liked it, I really liked it initially, and then sort of stopped liking it as they changed all the character roles, as I said. But it's sports entertainment. People love it. It's... um. Very athletic. I mean, these guys go, and girls go through like a lot of like difficult training. It's hard to work that way. There was cool storylines, but I think ultimately it let itself down and went away from the cool thing it used to be. So I'm actually going to say that wrestling is not a legitimate life. Oh, wow. Wow. I know. I know. That was... I smell what I'm cooking. Is this a bit though, Jeremy? Is this a storyline? Does Vince McMahon tell you to do this? Yeah. Have no, you no, done no, a no. heel turn? Maybe I have, yeah. No, no, he would want me very so much on side, though, I feel. Gone wow. He's gone rogue. Wow. Okay. Do you know what? I feel like one of the commentators now, with my microphone, okay, my earphones. Okay, commentate on what's just happened there, please. The Apollo... No, you're not Apollo Creed, are you? No. No, just regular Apollo. Uh, the sun. Apollo the comes sun. in with the Ancient sunset Greek. slam! Petroleum heli coming in hot! <laughs> um, I wasn't expecting that. I expected Jeremy to be, to be fully behind wrestling. I mean... I don't know. Look, I know nothing about it. Um, I think in one way, yeah, it's one way it's gas and like, good luck to them. And and also, I do think they probably don't get the respect they deserve as um, the athletes that they are. But I think that there's certainly a part of me that feels that it's 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 probably and I say this with no knowledge, but probably i you know, I feel they probably don't look after their people all that well. Certainly the ones who get cast off. You know, there are probably a few people who make an awful lot of money. And then other people who just get injured and on drugs and all sorts of terrible situations. And I'm, I'm going to, to be honest, I'm, I'm just going to ride with Jeremy on this one. I'm going to trust him as our expert. And I'm going to say that wrestling is not a legitimate like. I think we're going to get a lot of I mean, a yeah. lot of uh, backlash, Jeremy. Wow. Yeah, angry people. A lot of blowback. I mean, Hugh, if, if I said tomorrow, like, I've got us all four tickets to, uh, like, it was a three-arena wrestling event. Oh, we're going. Do you guys want to go? Yeah. I would love to go. I would love to go. <laughs> I have pitched that in a way that I did not think you would. Yeah. and Michael, how would you have voted? Had you a vote? So I, I would say I, 
I knew little to nothing about wrestling, but reading about it over the last week or so in preparation for this, I've rarely had so much fun reading about something and watching YouTube clips of it. So for me, I feel like I kind of missed out. So I, I think I probably would have voted in favor of it. It'd be a yes from me as well. Purely wow. for the, I think it is. It it it's such nostalgia for the for like the a, a forgotten time in the late nineties, early nineties, yeah. you know. Hmm. And it's mad. I mean, it, it might be the it might be the classic YouTube enjoyment. Like you could watch like five minutes, and be like, "That's amazing." But I'd say if you went mm. through two hours, you'd be like, "This is ridiculous." I think it was when they unmasked Kane and he no longer had burn marks. I was like, "What is this? Are we are we serious about this or not?" Yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, you know. Either make him wear the mask forever or paint on some burn marks. Michael, what mask would you wear for the rest of your life? Um, you know, you know, the answer would be is if I could get an, a, a mask that looked exactly like my own face, that would be that would be what I'd do. So gimp mask it is. Am I right? Perfect. OK, well, thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes. Jeremy, thank you for coming on the show again. Not at all, Hugh. A pleasure. And I'm sorry for any wrestling fans. I've deeply offended. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of worried. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to yeah. wait and see what the listeners think. And um, thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes. I suppose I should thank our producers. Uh, thanks, Michael and Anya, for producing as always. Yeah, anytime. No problem. And uh, thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes. If you've enjoyed the show, please get in touch with us on Instagram, on Twitter at Legitimate Likes. Let us know what you'd like to hear next, and rate, review us, subscribe, follow, and tell a friend. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.